0: Welcome to the 321 Biz Development Podcast on Spotify, iTunes, and eight other podcast platforms. My name is Clarence Rick Napier, sales scientist and CEO of 321 Biz Dev LLC, located in Sacramento County, California. Here's a little about me I'm a military veteran, a former San Francisco resident, and San Francisco club DJ. Then I became a corporate sales manager with the Los Angeles Fortune 500 company. Since 2009, I've run a consulting firm helping attorneys, CPAs, dentists, plastic surgeons, insurance brokers, and real estate agents learn how to increase sales productivity and sales performance. 321 BizDev LLC is a consulting firm, not a marketing company. 321 BizDev LLC brings a combination of sales systems, business development, and website design to worldwide business owners of any size. Our business is people. Our product is sales performance. We tell business owners exactly what they need to know and why they need to know it without any gimmicks or fluff. We know what the sales performance struggle is like because we were once there too. And our team of trainers can help small business owners meet or exceed their revenue expectations. 321 is the company to call if you or your sales team want to master the following four main sales functions. Contacting, prospecting, appointment setting, and closing. 321 BizDev services are available worldwide where the English language is spoken. We can be reached Toll-free in the U.S. and Canada at 833-321-3212 or internationally using WhatsApp at Country Code 1-406-402-6400. We have over 230 hours and 426 episodes of business development content and interviews with business owners from around the world. Today's podcast episode topic is titled The Highlights of SWAS and specifically How to Close. Uh, This is an updated podcast episode from about four years ago. Uh, We don't have any new information uh, from four years ago. I really just wanted to add this topic uh, to the 10 podcast platforms where 321 uh, BizDev LLC is available. So the acronym SWAS is S-W-A-S or Selling Without Appearing to Sell is the name of a sales system I designed about six years ago as I was identifying sales challenges I was experiencing. The need to fix sales productivity and sales performance issues I had came at a time when I had to reinvent myself. I was sick and tired of not feeling good about my approach To my financial services and real estate businesses. So, this podcast episode is about closing. And if I could talk for six hours on this podcast episode, I could give you just about all the information that you would need. But I can't talk for six hours on this podcast episode. Plus, even if I did, it still takes some hands on experience. In fact, uh, sales psychologists, the people who study, uh, people who work in the sales industry, says that it takes uh, 1,000 to 1,600 hours to become uh, minimally proficient in selling. So again, if I did the whole six hours, that would be one thing, but it still would take another, you know, six to nine months or 1,000 to 1,600 hours in a full-time sales position to understand how to close. Now, the closing concept, which is the last step of contacting, prospecting, appointment setting, and closing. Again, closing is that last step. And closing is the one step that even seasoned sales professionals have trouble with. And the reason why most uh, seasoned sales professionals have trouble with closing is because the majority have not taken a formal sales system training class, uh, which in uh, the mid-90s, early 2000s cost about $12,000 for an eight-day class. Now that uh, fee for an eight-day class is about $25,000 to $30,000, and only a handful of schools offer this training. Uh, the school where I took the training was Miller Hyman, based in Reno, Nevada, and now in Denver, Colorado. So again, the seasoned sales professional has has problems with it because um, many salespeople who have who have been in business who have not had sales system training, they do something called winging it, and winging it can be defined as well. I'm going to this appointment. I know something about the person I'm meeting with. And I'll give you an example. They have a nice house, they have a nice car, or maybe the business is located in a nice part of town. So the salesperson assumes that this person is a well to do uh, consumer if they're making, uh, if they're doing an appointment at, at the house, or this business is a well to do business owner if they are located in the right side of town or the best part of town. And uh, so what the salesperson does when they know that type of information, they go in and say they have a different they have a way of, of, of uh, performing in a way based on how they perceive this consumer or small business owner. Now, the same salesperson may go to a part of town where it's not as upscale or they may uh, go to meet with the business owner where the business is not Necessarily in, a, in the best part of town. So they form an opinion of what that uh, consumer or that business owner's profile is. And when they uh, uh, form that opinion, they also attach a strategy to this profile. So a, 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 a consumer living in a nice neighborhood or a business owner in a nice part of the city, they have a strategy for that. And then the consumer that, that does not live in a nice part of town or the business is not located in a like an upscale business community to have a strategy for that. So just picture if the strategy is based on what the what the uh, the salesperson perceives as the, the environment. It is easy to see how salespeople can have maybe eight different strategies. And even those eight different strategies, even if they 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 wrote them down, and said, this person has lives in this neighborhood, this person has a nice car in the driveway, this person doesn't. Uh, this business is in a nice business part of the city, and this uh, business owner does not have. Uh, it's not located in the big in the nice part of the of the city. Even if they tried to categorize all the different sales. Uh, strategies, they still wouldn't follow it because every time they would see something, they go, aha, I need to modify the strategy. So those eight different sales strategies could turn out to be 20 or it could be 100 sales strategies because, see, a strategy is not the way to conduct a closing uh, appointment. It's it's not the the way to meet with a person at an appointment In the attempts of moving a product, good and service or service or convert that prospect into a client. So that's the reason why a sales system is needed. A sales system has no strategy because the sales system never changes. So I hope I make that point clear. A sales system does not change just like riding a bike does not change. Just like baking a cake that you have baked for the last 20 years. Um, there are no notes needed. For this particular strategy of baking the cake. That you have baked for 20 years. Now if you look at people who who are thinking about getting in the sales industry. What comes to their mind is oh no. I don't want to be in that, that position where I have to try to close someone. I don't want to try to force people to buy something that I have. I don't like to uh, beg for the money. Um, And many people who are not in sales who may have considered it, they say, I don't want to be a slick salesperson. And technically, they are right. So these people who are forming opinions about the sales industry, they're thinking about the last time they met with someone and how uncomfortable and how unprofessional that salesperson was when they met with that person. So so people who are looking at getting in the sales industry or even considering it remotely, they say, oh, no, that's not for me because I don't want to put people through what I have experienced as a consumer. So that's why you have this 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 darkness, this cloud around the sales industry. And that's the reason why when it comes to closing, you know, the the salesperson, it has anxiety and is frustrated, the person that the salesperson is meeting with, they have anxiety and they have uh, frustrations. And it's really because the salesperson who is meeting with that prospect, they're thinking, oh my gosh, I have to make money. And if I don't make money, I can't pay my rent. I can't pay my mortgage. I, I can't pay my car payment. And guess what? The prospect at the appointment they feel that frustration. They feel that anxiety. Now, the sales—the pr- uh, not the salesperson, but the prospect at the appointment. When that salesperson enters their home, or if it's a B two B sale, that salesperson enters the business. That business prospect is feeling anxiety because they say to themselves, "Oh no, here we go. I'm about to get pitched." And what pitch means, listeners. Pitch means, or getting pitched means, that the salesperson is going to talk about 80 to 90% of the time. And that business prospect or that consumer in the home is going to only talk for about 10% of the time or 20% of the time. And the percentages should be the opposite. They should be the opposite. So when we talk about closing, what closing really requires is a sales system because the closing does not start when the salesperson meets the the consumer at their home or meets the business owner at the business. The closing starts, and you might be surprised to hear this, the closing starts at the very beginning. It starts at the very beginning where the person made contact with that consumer at the grocery store, at the soccer field, during practice or games, uh, at the bank, at the gas station. The closing starts with the small business owner at the contacting stage, when the salesperson made the phone call, when the salesperson met the business owner at a networking session, uh, when the salesperson um, maybe contacted the business owner through a referral, That's when the closing part starts. Again, the closing part starts when the salesperson makes the initial contact. So when that initial contact is made, a lot of the anxiety and frustration that may have happened at the closing or at the appointment can be eliminated. It can be eliminated at the contacting and prospecting stage. So recall, I said the four steps in a sales system are uh, contacting, prospecting, appointment setting and closing. So if you remove the anxiety and the frustration that is normally felt at the closing stage and you remove these uh, frustrations and this anxiety at the contacting stage, then you are on track to have a smooth Appointment. So at this appointment, assuming that you have used a sales system, hopefully 321 BizDev LLC, selling without appearing to sell or SWAS, by the time you make it to the appointment, there is no frustration. There is, there is no anxiety because that person already knows what your style is. You see, consumers who meet people, you know, uh, at the appointment, they don't know what that person's style is if, they don't, if they're not using a good sales system. The salesperson meeting with the business owner does not know what the salesperson's style is um, if they have not used a good sales system implemented at the contacting stage. So at this appointment, if you have used a sales system and that consumer or small business owners knows what your style is, because they, co- they connect it with you at the contacting stage, then the appointment is just a matter of asking a few questions. Again, not talking 80% of the time, but talking about 10 to 20% of the time through a Q&A. And when you have a Q&A, and by the way, 321 BizDev LLCs, we write Q&As. And our Q&As are much different than you may think. Our Q&A um, has a, a purpose. We, we, we use the phrases. At appointments, we want to accomplish two things. We want to control the interview and we want to manage the expectations. So controlling the interview and managing the expectations. Those are the two goals that we have at the appointment. As we're closing, okay? So, managing the expectation has a lot to do with, again, the contacting stage. Managing the expectation has a lot to do with what type of outcome do we want to have, okay? Controlling the interview sort of speaks for itself. Now, controlling the interview, one may think that controlling the interview means that the salesperson is going to talk 80% of the time. No, that's not controlling the interview. That's talking 80% of the time. So controlling the the interview means having a sophisticated set of questions. Again, not the type of questions that people may think of or not not having um, a a system of closing that people may think of. Uh, In fact, we don't call... Uh, closing, closing, in the three, two, one, selling without appearing to sell or SWA system, we call closing an interview because when you meet with someone, uh, chances are, if you get to that point with the SWA system, you're going to have an 80% chance of closing if you do it correct way using our system. So we don't assume that we're going to walk in and do this ABC thing. Always be closing. Which requires the salesperson to talk 80% of the time and the consumer or the business prospect to talk 20% of the time. So so managing the expectations and closing the interview are integral parts in making sure that the salesperson has a minimum 80% probability that he or she will close. And closing doesn't necessarily always mean that the person sitting in front of you is going to buy. Closing could mean that your product or service ultimately was not a good fit. And sometimes it's not. Um, there's ways to determine if your product or service is a good fit at the contacting or prospecting stages. But there are there are times when so let's say you don't perform the contacting or the prospecting uh, parts of swas, you know correctly, you may find out at the appointment that your product or service is just not a good fit. But you know what? All hope is not lost if you find out that your product or service is just not a good fit. And and trust me, people, please and please, listeners. Do not use this 1960s thing called how to overcome obstacles or objection handling at the closing phase. Meaning you get to the point where you know the product is probably not a good fit. But since you're not trained, you're still going to try to force the sale. And you went through this class that your job sent you to to, or your your real estate company company. Or your insurance company sent you to or they had an in-house training and the name of the class was how to overcome uh, objections or objection handling techniques. And the training basically says that even though the person says no, Darsh Garnet, you're still going to walk out of that meeting with the sale. Please don't do that. That is the worst thing to do at the appointment. Not only will you not make the sale, um, but you will not get referrals and it's going to cast a negative light on the company that uh, you are working for. And if you own the company, oh, that's going to be even worse. If you own the company, if you're the CPA or the dentist or the plastic surgeon or the attorney, or if you are the real estate broker you know, or the insurance broker and you're meeting with someone, and you use these doggone objection handling techniques, the word is going to spread in your community that you are not the right man or woman to work with. You are not the right man or woman to do business with if you use objection handling technique or techniques or how to overcome obstacles to still ABC, to still always be closing. You see, because there are opportunities if your your product or service does not fit that consumer or does not fit that business owner, there are opportunities using the closing system, the the interview, um, a language in the selling without appearing to sell system to still get referrals. In fact, if that and I'm I'm kind of you know talking more than I wanted to talk on this podcast episode but I'll tell you this part. If you're meeting with a consumer or a business prospect and you're using a great sales system and you get to the point where you know that your product or service is not going to be a good fit, the best thing to do is back away professionally and thank that consumer or business owner for their time. Now within the three-two-one uh, selling without appearing to sell sales system, we have something in there to give that person that you know your product or service will not be a good fit. We have something in there for that consumer or business owner to basically say, well, you know what, Rick, I want to thank you for meeting with me. I'm sorry to say that the product or service uh, is not going to be, be a good fit. And, and Rick, you know it. You know, we've talked. We know that the product. Or service is not a good fit for my company or for my family or for myself. But I, I really enjoyed the way you handled disappointment, And I would like to refer you to some people where I think your product or service would be a good fit. Okay, so that's what we call a mutual beneficial uh, interview with a prospect. And again, I left out a whole bunch that that I wanted to share, but I don't have the time to do it. Plus, it's my own proprietary sales system. But what if you could not get the sale with the person that you're meeting with, um, the person that you're, you're showing your product or service to? And that person says, Derek, thanks for giving me a great sales experience, even though. I'm not a good fit for your product or service. I have 10 people that I want to refer you to because I believe your product or service is probably a better fit for them than it is for me. How would you feel if all of your appointments either resulted in a sale with the person you're meeting with or a lot of referrals because that person you met with it's, it was mutually agreed upon that um, it's not, that your product or service was not a good fit. So I'm, I'm trying to skip around a little bit and still make this, this uh, podcast episode uh, logical. <laughs> so anyway, I just want to say if you are a white-collar small business owner and this podcast episode addresses a concern or situation that you're going through right now, please do not hesitate to call me at 833-321-3212 if you are in the U.S. or Canada or internationally using WhatsApp at Country Code 1-406-402-6400 to see if 321 BizDev LLC can help you find a winning solution, a winning sales system. We recommend small business owners looking for solutions. Visit our website, at 321 slash white collar small business owners to complete a questionnaire to begin the consultative process. We hope you enjoyed today's episode. Make it a great day.